Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event management company on the cutting edge of trends. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Event Tech Podcast. That gentleman over there is the Titan-esque Will Kern Woo! of Endless Events. And that man over there is the outrageous Brand Kruger of Event Technology Consulting. What? Outrageous. All right. I think it's like <laughs> stuff-rageous, like, you know, like, <laughs> like when I think of outrageous, that's all I think about. <laughs> It's just outrageous, outrageous. Yep, I, you know, I've been, I've been. It's not the first time I've been called outrageous. Well, we have an absolutely titanesque, outrageous uh, topic for you today, depending on how you come down on it. So, um, I, I, we were, we've been, we were talking before the show about, um, you know, kind of, you know, life, the universe, and everything. And one of the <laughs> things that's been um, interesting to me is how eighteen months into this thing. I'm still spending an awful lot of time on presenter prep calls. And at this point, um, it kind of feels like we should be fine-tuning things as opposed <laughs> to, um, okay, so let's start with not doing the up-the-nose shot on the built-in camera on your you know, six-year-old laptop um, in your kitchen, uh, in you know your cavernous kitchen with all the hard surfaces and the bouncy audio, especially since you're trying to do a hybrid event, and that all that terrible audio and terrible video oh is going God. to look even more terrible and even more you know sound even more awful um, do, in do a, a giant, giant cavernous session. ballroom. So. <laughs> I, th I thought maybe it was worth having a conversation <laughs> about how do we, you know, we did this early on. We did an, uh, an entire episode on, you know, we, on, 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 on lighting and on audio and, and, you know, on cameras and things like that, that thought maybe it was time to revisit that a little bit, mm. but also from the standpoint of what can we be doing? as event professionals to help our presenters understand that this is important <laughs> and because that, that seems to be the sticking point. Well, then I came in here too being like, hey, let's talk about like the uh, high-end productions that I'm seeing that like what's the quality that Brant and Will expect from our content that we're uh, digesting now? And maybe I'm also curious to hear from the audience too like what they like look for in terms of the content. But yeah, like it was funny when you said like I'm still doing speaker prep and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like the fact that people literally still don't get this, it kind of blows my mind in a lot of ways. Like the amount of times that, you know, like I hop on calls and I'm like, hey, can you just put some headphones on? Like, please. Like, that'd be really helpful. Thank you. You know, like, I understand if you're like on a video call and you're not planning on talking the entire time and you're on like an internal call, you unmute for a second and there's a little bit of feedback. Cool. But like, when it comes to these presentations, I'm like, you've done this before and someone said that you sound like crap, that you look like crap and you should know by now, right? Like, like how are we going to get to this point of we're talking about what I want to talk about, which is like, you know, we had the past episode, we talked about like frame.io's like a, a, a epic like product launch and it got acquired by Adobe, by the way. So that shows that content can help you in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, the Apple keynotes are intense. And then, you know, I'm watching these YouTube channels and, like, everybody's always stepping up their video production quality more and more and more and try to find ways to make their video shorter, more entertaining, more unique. And we're over here still playing, do you know how do you do a Zoom call? 
<laughs> well, that's yeah. You know, that's probably a good place to start. So you, you know, you mentioned Frame.io. If you haven't had a chance, if you didn't hear us talk about it earlier, go watch their product announcement because it was Hollywood quality, cinematic product announcement. And now, to be fair, that's the market they're trying to aim at. They're aiming at. Hollywood level cinematographers and camera crews and things like that. So frame.io, the products they were releasing basically allows you to live stream footage as it's coming in to the camera so that you could actually start editing and putting together dailies and things like that on the fly before, you know, the day of. And so they're, they're constantly trying to turn things around to Hollywood directors faster and faster so that they know whether or not they need to do another take even. And so facilitating that and then being able to, you know, get a jump on editing and stuff. So it really is worth a watch, even if that's not your world at all. Just watch the first couple minutes of it. Then, so cool. um, you know, scan forward. They do a whole, like... Uh, for anybody who was a fan of like the West Wing, uh, you know, where they would do the walk and talks where the camera just follows them for like five minutes straight and a single cut. Um, they did that as part of the, as part of their product demo as well. Like the camera just panned from the person filming on site back to where it's being transmitted digitally back to the editor, back up to the front. It was absolutely beautiful. So cool. Took an enormous amount of rehearsal, I'm sure. But that's, you know, that's part of it, too. You know, mm -hmm. it's, I always go back to. Um, you know, and, and we can talk about Apple here in a second as well, because they're as far as most people are concerned, they're the other ones who are doing it right at yeah. this point in time. But Steve Jobs, you know, was arguably the master of the modern keynote, the modern like tech presentation keynote, you know, mm -hmm. literally using keynote behind them, which they did for about three launches before they even said, oh, by the way, this is our new product keynote. And we've been using it for the last three, uh, you know, the last mm -hmm. three of these announcements without telling anybody. Um but he would get the entire the entire executive team would take off a week from work and work on the presentations and they would run them and run them again and run them and run them again and you know test everything within an inch of its life and so there's a reason those keynotes looked good and so uh, you know, anytime I've got an executive showing that, you know, clearly like they want to be Steve Jobs, you know, doing the tech keynote in front of the giant LED wall behind them and all that kind of stuff. But then they don't want to do rehearsal. They, don't, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like, yeah, you know, I'll stop by. I'll walk the stage, but I don't need to rehearse. I'm good. It's like, mm, no, you're not going to look like Steve Jobs if you don't put in the effort that they would mm -hmm. put in now. Uh, so so moving from that. You know, to where now Apple as well has to do fully recorded, uh, fully virtual, di digital in you know digital only presentations. They've taken a while to get up to speed, but man, did they get up to speed fast! And every uh, presentation that they've done has been better than the last one, as far as the transitions and the mm -hmm. quality and the tightness that you can get from a pre-recorded bit of content that's a whole nother thing that we can get into is pre-recorded versus yeah. you know both of these are pre-recorded things but for a product launch does it need to be live is a question that folks are asking so so for me those two are absolutely like hold it up you know as a candle to light the world um of <laughs> like here's how you can do these fully digital presentations in a way that's extremely cost effective for what it is comparing to you know filling a bunch of room full of people with air flights and hotels and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff for a two-hour presentation um and uh you know gets the job done in a way that is effective 
Well, and I think most people then their 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 contradiction or their uh, reaction is, uh, "Hey, I'm not Apple. I'm not Frame.io. You know, I don't have this massive thing." But like, I think we're not like that's the top echelon. And then there's this like, yeah, do you know how to use a Zoom call? But there is an in between that isn't extremely expensive and quite easy to do. And you know, you just see it all over YouTube. Like, you know, I- I'm just shocked at how many times I have conversations with. Uh, event professionals and they're like, yeah, I just don't watch YouTube. Like you need to watch YouTube now because this is like, you can't only watch high production television and movies and then only be on zoom calls. You need to see that in between. And YouTube is a perfect example of where people are kind of doing the in between. Um, you know, for example, um, I'll give shouts to a YouTube channel. I like that has popped in my head, but like Noah Kagan, for example, uh, like business entrepreneur guy, really great videos. Um, he very much in his videos first started off doing kind of like on the laptop webcam stuff because he was trying to figure out YouTube, but he wanted to take it seriously. And you can kind of see over the last year or so, his production value get better and better and better. And most recently, I think he's kind of hit his peak, not necessarily peak, but like his his best quality yet is he's in a studio. He has like a giant neon taco behind him. He loves tacos. And the, even the first one he recorded, the audio sounded kind of like crappy. And everyone commented, man, eh, audio's crappy, you know? But then the next video got better. And I think it, that's an example that we're not talking – he didn't build like a $100,000 studio. He took like a you know $1,000 camera. He painted a wall black behind him. He put a neon sign that probably cost 200 300 bucks on it. He got a nice mic that hooked directly in the camera and recorded a good quality presentation, and he had a good editor doing it. And I think that like – I don't know if editing is the problem necessarily, but it seems like the biggest problem right now is like this capture and um, you know what's kind of going in. But his videos are so good now, and – I know I know his style because I've been watching him for so long. I've known him for so long that he's probably not going in with a heavy script. He's not reading off a teleprompter. He's not doing the Apple like every word has to be perfect. He's kind of going up and he's like, here's the five points I want to make, blah, 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 blah. You can see he even sometimes like makes things off off the top of his head. And it's good and it's engaging. And I, I just miss I, – I just can't watch a presentation through that z- upward Zoom call anymore. And yep, the nose shot, the, you know, the, yeah, the bad lighting in the kitchen. Yep. Totally. And, but I also don't need to spend, you don't need to spend, and it's come from a production guy who wants you to spend millions of dollars on your production. You <laughs> obviously don't need to be on a, you know, an, a, an XR stage. You don't need to have, you know, one continuous cut. I just want to see some quality video and audio and, you know, it trimmed down to the point where it's what you need to exactly say perfectly in time, um, you know, rather than just a gosh dang screen share of a PowerPoint. Well, I was just going to ask if we we're allowed to swear. I forget if we have got a clean rating on. Did this I say one a bad word? No, you didn't. I was. Oh, I was I'm about to. So I'm, <laughs> I'm actually jotting the time down. So maybe we can have them bleep it if necessary. But basically, it's look like you give a. Shit. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's really you know it's one of those things where it's um, that I think that's what's frustrating to me is that mm-hmm. you're absolutely right and 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 everybody please go back and listen to those episodes where we talk about the lighting and the cameras and stuff because we don't talk about we work our way up from free to the $1,000 camera and the $2,000 camera and all that kind of stuff, that, mm-hmm. that there really are so many things you can do in between nothing and, so, and, and, and something um, yeah. that costs a lot of money. And so I think that's part of it, to be perfectly honest, is that when I see executives that are getting paid really good money um, that clearly just don't give any, um, you know, this deep – into into the pandemic we're now mm-hmm. 18 months into this thing as, as we're recording this and to have people um, who clearly have made zero 
effort to try and make themselves look better. Um, people are starting to notice that now. That's why it's important. So it's it's less about what che- you know cheeses Brandon mm-hmm. will off, but it's it's now getting to a point where attendees notice, and um, it's getting to the point where other executives notice, and it's getting to the point where potential jobs and employers might notice um, that you're you know you're showing up to the meeting in cutoffs and flip flops. You're you know you're not showing up in the suit. You're showing up uh, mm-hmm. you know casual Friday instead yeah. of actually looking like you care, looking like you give one. And it's I think that's what's starting to be interesting is that the 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 wheat and the chaff are starting to separate whatever metaphor you want to use that as the apples and the frames you know start to increase and as you know your your to, your youtube example start to it but that was a trend that was already in play i mean yeah. you know you think about like marquez brownlee and, and folks like that that are using you know 4k multiple 4k cameras and have multiple you know high end max editing 24 hours a day for a youtube channel um, you know it's no longer kids in the basement you know, doing unboxing videos, you know, the quality of YouTube and even TikTok is getting insane. And that's being facilitated by things like having really good cameras in our phones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the cinematic stuff that Apple has incorporated into the latest edition of of iOS, where you can actually rack focus and like Mm -hmm. change the focus and depth uh, in a scene is pretty cool um, and in the right hands it's you know it's going to make you know my kids it's not like I'm going to do rack focus on you know my kids first day of school but it's you know at the same time you're probably going to let's be honest yeah you know I might uh, have uh, <laughs> so, um, you know but you know that's the game is being upped and it's being upped across the board by companies like Apple by companies like Frame.io um, it's being upped to the point where a lot of the criticism that I heard from Zoomtopia was like you know, you could kind of see the jaggies on the on the uh, virtual backgrounds, mm-hmm. and um, you know some of the audio quality wasn't that good. And for a company that, I mean, had a six hundred thousand percent increase in revenue, uh, you know, over the course of the last year, um, and and to be fair, you know, they're struggling. They have to use their own product, <laughs> so they're a little bit they're a little bit limited in what they can do. But you know, that's that's okay. Um, it, it's we we have to as an industry start upping our game as well. That you know, I, I get it. We all thought we'd be done by now. You know, and and we're all tired, and we're all you know just wanting to, you know, let's get back to our in person audiences and have it be the way that it was before. It's never going to be yeah, the way that it was never. before. We've said that a thousand times. Um, I, I was I was also we were also talking in the in the pre show about you know, the the number one question I've been asked over the last two weeks is Do you think virtual will be around after this is all over? It's like, <laughs> yes. Of course it's going to be. Yes, it is. The landscape is changed forever. And so this runs from the bottom to the top. You can tell I'm passionate about it because it's just it's just such it's just so difficult when you see someone who's just not giving an effort, not making mm-hmm. an effort. Um, even 100%. in like team calls, in production calls, in people, you know, you still you get the people calling in clearly from you know, wherever random place they plop down with their laptop, you know, for, for a, you know, an important call. Yeah. And you would never do that in person. 100%. And so to I, like, I'm starting to get offended by it. <laughs> I've always been offended uh, you know, by it, you know, yeah. like, yeah, like, I, and I, I mean, 
you know, like internally at Endless, like, you know, we ship these like $200 noise canceling headsets. And like Brad and I have talked about it probably on the show before. And like, I'm, I'm like, Hey, use these headsets. They make you sound so much better. And like, I kind of get like, I realize I have a little bit of a control issue because I'm a dominant <laughs> personality, but no. I also at the same time, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, guys, like it's this easy thing that you can do to just make the meeting more efficient, higher quality. And present yourself all, and that's not even talking about. I'm, I'm talking to clients, like obviously, given if you're talking to clients, but if you're talking internally, it just makes things so much easier. Um, and, and yeah, I wanted to kind of like mention a little bit too is that it's at the point where, like, yeah, like you're not acting like you you care at all, but it's it's just like this stuff isn't dramatically hard to do, and especially you and as it relates to the when's virtual come back most people start to think well this has to do a lot with like pre-records or live streams that are coming from people's homes well at some point we're going to be putting people back on stage and yes but at the same time though i bet you uh, i see a future in the production world where we're going to be utilizing like celebrity clips in between presentations right like let's say for example okay we can't get um you know michelle obama to be the speaker but michelle obama is willing to record a five-minute video talking about xyz that will play in between the keynote and the you know whatever it may be right well if you don't understand how to up the production quality of this stuff those videos when you get a high level celebrity or high level you know person and a granted hopefully that celebrity comes with a certain level of quality a lot of celebrities are now coming with writers as far as how they're going to do things but a lot of them are coming and just saying yeah tell me what you want me to do where do you want me to be what do i need to do and it's kind of like the idea of of hiring like a michelle obama and then giving her the you know, Pile Pro, which is a crappy brand AV equipment, like equipment for her to do a great presentation. You need to make sure that you've prepared and you've stepped up that quality. And I've even been surprised too. Like I've, I, you know, I'm a presenter as well. You are too, Brent. I, and I'm sure you've been surprised is how many production companies who are handling this stuff. I kind of go like, what are, you, what are you guys doing? It's been like a year and a half. Like I get it. Endless. Like I try to think we're pretty good at what we do, but at the same time, I'm like, this is kind of like basic stuff. Like, I, for example, I um I did a presentation. No one told me that my audio was clipping, and I don't know because I can't only hear myself. I can't hear the final product that goes in the stream. Well, you know, I'm in the presentation, and towards the end, I hear I see someone say like, "Will's audio is crunchy," and I'm like, "Well, I'm either clipping or it's what they're sent. They're sending is then clipping." And I watched the recording afterwards, and it gets fixed probably because I dropped my audio a little bit. But like. This is simple production stuff. It, you know, if I was on site and my mic was rubbing against my beard, I hope someone would have told me so I could have fixed it then at that point. But this stuff, it just seems like we're like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, whatever. Okay, this is fine. Whatever, move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, please I just tell yeah, me my audio's crunchy. I can't help but feel it. it's rooted in this idea that, like, someday we're going back to the way that yeah. it was. And and that's just not the case. And, and you know, we can't emphasize that enough that, that, you know, you were talking about celebrities and things like that. Absolutely. Remote presenters, that's going to be a thing mm-hmm. more often than it has been in the past. Because if I'm a celebrity and, and I can get paid half as much to stay at home and do it, even with a nice rig, like with a nice rig so that it's good quality, um, but I don't have to go hop on a plane and fly to a hotel, even if it's first class, even if it's a five-star <laughs> hotel, even if it's the penthouse suite. But if I can do that and not have to do all that for half as much, I'm going to do that every day of the week, you know, and, and I'm, yeah. you know, I'm pricing my own presentations accordingly. Like, hey, you know, I'm going to do if I if you want me remotely, it's going to be you can do more of them, too. Yeah. You know? And you can do more of them. And I think there's 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 evidence in that with the rise in popularity of Cameo, which is where you can pay mm-hmm. a B-list celebrity 
to you know record a message for you. Some of those are really good quality. Now, some of them are still like you know someone doing it with their cell phone and thing. But the mm. ones that are making good money, they're cranking out thirty of those a day at a hundred bucks a pop, and just making it go. And they just recently added phone calls, basically FaceTime calls. So now you can pay a celebrity to talk to you for five yeah. minutes <laughs> on a one-on-one-on-one. On one. Now, we're talking again. It's mostly B-list celebrities, but, you know, mm-hmm. that's cool. You know, it's yeah. like, like one of the ones they were touting was like the guy that played Hagrid. You know, you just talk to him <laughs> for five minutes. Like, okay, that's cool. And a lot of them are donating the money to charity. Is Hagrid someone you look up to, Brant? Mm. Wow. But I'm chin. <laughs> where's the, where's the rim, rim shot when you need it? Um, so, so, you know, that, no, that's, but, you know, but then that, you know, we have to pay attention to that even more. So even like, you know, like I said, at the very beginning, if you have bad audio, uh, in an echoey kitchen and then play that in an echoey ballroom, it's a thousand times worse and it's even harder to hear. And if you have bad video, um, you know, of an up the nose shot. Um, you know, and then put it on a giant screen. It's a really up the nose shot. Um, and you know, the only you know caveat that I'll say to that is that it's okay to have a little bit of a look down for big screens in the room because then you know at least the people look like they're looking at the audience, <laughs> looking down on it. You know, it's, you know, you know, somewhat, you know, somewhat. But you know, is it better that than the than the up the nose you know shot that we've got? So to try and bring it back around will what what can we do what can well, we do to help encourage people to, first of all, to, yeah, to start go, upping the go wa- listen to our three-part series on all the equipment that you need to make your presentations better i think the other thing too is that powerpoint is dead i'm, I'm gonna say it right now like i'm i haven't done a powerpoint in a year longer um you know, other than maybe like when i have to actually show graphs and pictures and things like that are important for like a business presentation but I like every one of my keynotes. I'm just like going up and drawing everything and making it fun. I know you're a similar style too. So I think that's dead. And I think that people need to start calling people out. If your keynote shows up and it's got the crap thing, tell them to go home. Do rehearsals ahead of time. Like don't do this like the five minutes before the thing shows up. But tell them to go home and say this isn't good enough. Have that standard. Because – if we continue to allow it, then people go, well, I got away with it one time. I'll do it again, right? And I'll admit too, like I've done a couple presentations and that's kind of where the like the whiteboarding thing originally came from is someone let me do it. And I was like, wait, I can not do a PowerPoint. I'll do it for the <laughs> next one. I don't have to have a PowerPoint? I, yeah, but it's like the idea, but then it moves, it's, your mind's obviously making it, I think, hopefully better in presentation. But I think that like if I showed up one time and used, like went for my podcast mic or my nice little lav mic and used my call-in headset and someone's like, okay, I'm good with it. I might think to myself, mm, you know, I'll just do that again. It was so much easier to do it that way. But when someone gets called out for having crappy audio, like, for example, when I got called out for having crunchy audio in that presentation, I immediately felt responsible for messing up potentially the audio. I don't know if it was my fault or not. I probably should eventually figure out that. But, you know, it makes me go, maybe I need to need get, like, and to get nerdy for a second, an audio interface to take the recording of the microphone. Maybe I need to get a better one. Because it's just not able to handle what I need to do anymore. And it makes it so I step up my presentation game. But that was because someone called me out on it. But if you don't sit here and call out on it, we just end up getting in this place of complacency. And it's like if you see something, say something. Uh, and I know that can be applied to way more important things than probably presentation sure. quality. <laughs> but <laughs> presentation quality, let's at least do that one. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brian? What do you, what do you think we need to do? Um, we, need to wear this, we need to suit up. 
we need to suit up. So I think, I think we mentioned it in those episodes, but it's worth reiterating that the biggest thing we can do as an industry to encourage people to do better is to do better. Um, and so I, I, I can't remember if I've told this story here or not, but I was early on, I was doing a lot of these presenter check calls and I was doing them from my, you know, my other desk. So people who have seen me present, you know, they see my nice rig with my nice camera and the lights and the microphone that I were using to record this. Um, and I had in my, in my mind, I had this like split of like, well, that's my presenter set. Like that's when I'm a presenter or I'm teaching or something along those lines. That's my set. But then I would do calls and stuff like that over at my desk where I just had like the Logitech camera. Sometimes I'd throw on lights, sometimes I wouldn't and do like a Bluetooth headset and stuff like that. And I was doing presenter checks of like sound checks and things like that. And, you know, it's, you know, you get, you get, you win some, you lose some, you know, some people were like, yeah, okay, let's, okay, let's raise your camera up. Let's, you know, get that window up from behind you. And it was a little bit of a battle always, you know, to try and get that stuff done. And I was, I had a day where like my, my desktop computer wasn't working right. And so I came over to the studio to do a couple of presenter check calls and like, it was easier. <laughs> Like people just listen. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, no problem. You know, what, what else do I need to do? Because I looked better and I sounded better. And, you know, the number of times that I hop onto a call and people are like, wow, you look amazing. I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> I do. You know, it's, you know <laughs> and, and also I've got a good camera. You know, <laughs> it's like that kind of thing where it, it really does, it peer pressures folks. And so when you show up looking good, wearing the three-piece suit, the metaphorical three-piece suit of the nice camera and the good audio and the good lighting. Um, it's, it really helps influence the people you're talking to. And if you show up from your kitchen table with the up-the-nose shot and the window behind you, that influences people as well. Even if you turn on the virtual background to blur it out so they can't see the dirty dishes. Like people know that's why you've got the virtual background on. <laughs> and then you get the jaggies and, you know, all the fuzzies. And, you know, if you're wearing a headset, you can kind of see through it and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. if you show up ready to play and with the three-piece suit on, that's going to encourage your presenters, your executives, the other people on your team to up their game too. It's walking the walk, talking the talk, right? Or walking the talk, whatever that, <laughs> that that saying goes. But the idea, yeah, like you gotta. If you're saying you want to have good production quality, but yeah, your your misalignment with that, then you're basically giving permission. It's kind of like, um, is if you like you say, yeah, recycling's so important, but then you like you throw everything in the trash. Or, you right. know, whatever it is. Like, it's a, it, almost we're at a basic psychology level, too. Because, like, the same thing we do when you're, like, raising your kids. Obviously, Brant, you have kids and I don't. But so I'm assuming it's this way. But, like, it's you can never, like, be like, do as I say but not as I do. That doesn't work. No one, no one, lit, like, that doesn't work in any sort of way, right? Maybe you get one chance you get to say that. And they get, they're like, okay, yeah, you actually do. It. I do try and call you it know? out. Like, there's some things that I'm like, okay, but here's the deal. I've got you know, 48 years of bad habit behind yeah. me. <laughs> I'm trying to make you not have that bad habit. True. Like that's true, why true. it's do as I say, not as I do, because well, I don't all... want you to have the same terrible habit that I do. Well, let's say too, like not the action that you're probably doing too, isn't being recorded and rebroadcasted right. for thousands of people right. and then living in a, an archive for people to watch anytime they want. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're talking like, let's start stepping up our game. So then that way we can forever represent things in the right way and people all the time like ask me like wow endless you guys like look like you do things it's because our standards are so high right like uh brand you not if i've been doing podcasts now for 
many years yeah. and people all the time, you know, go like, wow, why, why is your guys pocket so good? This and that is because you and I would call people out when we're like this. And you would even call me out when that, sometimes we had bad audio of stuff. Right. And we realized like the standards are really high. Let's get podcast mics. Let's make sure this is really good. And the only way that you can continue to raise that bar or even continue. I mean, like we're at this point where we're really rock steady in terms of quality, but it's because we had that standard. Right. And, um, you and I have also had guests on before. Um, they will all go nameless, but we've had times where we, what I said before, it's telling someone to walk away is you got to have those standards and say, look at us. We got our sets together. We got our headsets in. We're good to go. We need you to be at that level too. So. Amen. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a heavy sigh. A mic drop and a heavy sigh is, is where that all where that all lands. Because uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's a great place to kind of wrap it up. Um, uh, for me, you know, we, we just we need to step it up ourselves. That'll bleed through to everybody else in on the team. It'll bleed through to our executives and our other stakeholders. Um, the more we show we care how we look and sound, the more they're gonna just pick it up and and show that they care how they look and sound and it's it's time it's time this you know mm-hmm. i know no none of us thought we'd be here where we are now but we are and and it's not going away tomorrow it's not mm-hmm. going away in a month it's going to be another 3 months ish at least of of a lot of virtual and hybrid mm-hmm. and and then even beyond that there's going to be a lot of you know digital only is a thing and people are putting that into their pipeline where mm-hmm. it's like you know five digital events and then one in-person event and then mm-hmm. you know five digital events and then one person or we do a hybrid or something along those lines it's a thing and it's going to be a thing from now on so we might as well start admitting it and I'll add two more things. I know like we're getting we're in the wrap up mode so I'm trying not to add some additional <laughs> talking points but I just remembered some but first it doesn't matter how small it is. It's just a webinar and like you're doing it in Zoom. It doesn't matter. Step up the game. Do it. Step up the game. Every piece matters. But also too, remember that for a lot of our events, right? Like I'm preaching this idea of there needs to be instead of one large event a year, do multiple small events and you kind of spread it out. But like if you're only doing an annual conference, that's such a long time to try to improve in between. So uh, it's really important that you make huge strides forward because if you decide one more year, like you were like, yeah, it was like, you know, 2020, we were just trying to figure it out. And then you're 2021. You're like, yeah, it's still, you know, we're trying to keep budgets low. We're gonna do it. You know, there's not like next year, like next year you got to make the improvement because otherwise everyone in a whole year is going to leave you behind, right? There's not that rapid improvement. So, you know, keep in mind that there's that large gap between you got to make significant efforts. It's got to feel like, you know, it, the same idea that we had I, when we, people announced the iPhone 13. They're like, isn't this more like an iPhone 12S? It's just a little bit of a tweak. <laughs> you really, when you wait a whole year in between things, people are expecting tremendous results. Otherwise, they're going to feel status quo. They're going to leave it behind and worse Someone might end up going to one of your competitors, going to one of your competitor conferences because they say they do the content, it's better quality, you know, everything like that. So. Well, yeah, and I, it, yeah, I know we're trying to wrap, but you know, you, you, know, you bring up a fantastic point of you know that there are there's competition in everything, and even in sectors, you know, even internal events, you're competing against you know, just other things, you know, other people's time, you know, attention. Exactly. There's competition for everything. And if you are going to be the ones that, you know, well, we just, we're just going to go back to the way we were doing it before, but your competitor is having these low barrier of entry, all digital events, you know, on a regular basis to get people into the pipeline and to move them toward their big annual in-person event. And you're not, 
they're going to start sucking people away. And then, you know, if, you know, we, we're approaching the third year on, on a lot of this stuff, you know, as for the folks that had to, you know, pull things together in April of, you know, March, you know, January, February, March, April of last year, right. When things were first or in of 2020, when things were kicking in, those events are being planned and have been being planned for some time now. Mm-hmm. So we're approaching year three. And while audiences had a lot of grace and uh, appreciation for we're all doing things under the gun the first year and some the second year, that's not going to be the case in the third year. Absolutely. You're 100% right. It's definitely gone. So, yeah, I'd love to hear, too, from the audience, uh, what, air, events that you think or events or YouTube channels, where you think is stepping up their production value? Do you have any of those examples of somebody who really kind of took the ball? You know, we talked about Frame. We talked about Apple. But send us your examples, event tech podcast at helloendless.com. We'd love to hear from you and see your examples, who you think is crushing it in terms of production quality of their videos, and who grabs your attention. And that's a great question I think you have to ask yourself when you're planning your event, too, is what do I expect? So, um, yeah, <laughs> should I take it all the way home? Amen. I guess yeah, I will. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you were rapping. <laughs> I will I rap you were the whole, doing the thing. I'll do it. I will yeah. do this outro. You mentioned the, and, email, you mentioned the email address <laughs> I mentioned and everything. The, I was, like, I, yeah, I was ready for the question. I, I just want to get it in. So, yeah, Brant, <laughs> thank you so much. Awesome conversation <laughs> as always. Um, well, yeah, we'd love to hear from you all. Feel free to reach out to us. You can always tag us on social media, Event Tech Podcast um, as well, all on the hashtags and craziness um and yeah i'm just gonna be done my production quality is slipping by the minute and uh, i hope everyone you're doing fantastic thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time on the high on the quality event. production of the event tech podcast oh thanks again for listening to the event tech podcast be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or let us know about some event tech we need to talk about. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.